With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh boy. Welcome into the That's Good Sports podcast. Uh, go ahead and thank yourself right now for making a smart choice. Uh, this this is a pretty good podcast and you're not a fucking idiot because you decided to listen to this podcast hosted by William Keyes, the first of his generations 2019, um, also just known as Will. I am Brandon Perna. We talk about football here. Got a lot to sort of dive into today. Miles Garrett got punched in the face by a fan. Brock Osweiler retired. Uh, the Rams uh, slash Chargers. I mean, we'll just call it the Rams Stadium. It'll never really be the Chargers Stadium. It is uh, only $2.5 billion over budget, and the NFL wants players to maybe pay for it. And then uh, we will discuss all the upcoming games this weekend. And our Denver Broncos play Thursday night football tonight. So you might be lucky enough to listen to this podcast before that game. Probably not. So whatever we say about that game, just ignore unless we are 100% accurate. Yeah, I mean, if you're a man or woman of culture, you will have listened to this podcast before the game, assuming Brandon gets it up in time. Right. Uh, And if the game has already started you will just pause it and then listen to this podcast and then listen to the game to not spoil this podcast you don't want to do that or if you're one of those people uh which there are many of these people who don't care to listen to to joe buck and troy aikman you could turn on the sound and replace it with our voices yeah i mean you're not going to get what's happening in the game per se no. But, How much do they really tell you, though? It, they're just hired to say that Philip Lindsay's from Colorado and he still lives with his parents, and that's about it. Yeah. And they, also <laughs> uh, ruin another pair of slacks over some Patrick, uh, regular Patrick Mahomes left handed throw. Aikman won't do that because uh, I think oh, Aikman, yeah. Aikman, Aikman doesn't want to see other quarterbacks play better than him. So Understandable. I wouldn't yeah, either. Yeah, that's how I would be. <laughs> Yeah, I I like Aikman more and more as he gets uh, older and a little more blunt. Uh, he's right. he's like he's done taking bullshit. I don't think he cares if anything ever happens to him in terms of his job, and so he kind of just yeah. says says it like it is. You know, he's got he's got tenure over at Fox. That's why he calls out. He hates Skip Bayless because Skip Bayless uh, famous famously accused Troy Aikman of being gay back in the nineties. Oh, that's right. I don't. I can't think of a a less gay appearing man than Troy Aikman (laughs) Uh, we'll consult Larry Johnson well maybe that's Skip's biggest argument he's so manly (laughs) he's gotta be gay maybe Uh, and he also called out his colleague Doug Gottlieb 
Yeah, I'll dug when it, boy. he said that the, he made some point about Andrew Luck retiring and how millennials are big pussies, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so he doesn't really care. Those, um, those millennials retiring with a hundred million dollars, such fucking idiots. Yeah. What are they? Say. Yeah, what are they going to do? Replace them with Tony Romo? Maybe. Maybe. Wow. Maybe. They're smart. <laughs> throw uh, them a lot of money. I think the good news, though, is we don't have Chris Collinsworth doing Thursday night football as a Broncos. And I like Chris Collinsworth. We've kind of talked about this before, but yeah, I do he, too. He, he gets way overly excited about Pat Mahomes. And if the chiefs are playing well, I don't think I can, I, I don't think I could bear it tonight. I don't think there was anything worse than the Monday night football game uh, last year when they kept calling him Showtime Mahomes. Uh, it turns out he's like two and six in primetime games. Oh, is he? That's a good stat. Yeah, something like that. Uh, oh, so, these are kind of an guys. ironic nickname now. Should start calling him Kirk Cousins, you know? Like calling a big guy tiny or something. <laughs> yeah. Or, or a fat guy skinny. Uh, I did want to talk about the officiating, Will, because yeah. Monday Night Football kind of got uh, – the game got sideshowed by the, the refs. And the Lions – However you want to look at it, uh, we're affected by the refs in that game. People want to say, you know, you got to play better football and you got to score touchdowns, not field goals. But let's just be – they got fucked by the refs. Um, Trey Flowers called for two hands-to-the-face calls that weren't really hands-to-the-face. The officiating has been a problem all year long for multiple reasons. The – Pass interference call reviews are never overturned when refs are wrong. Uh, they are – penalties are up by like two or three penalties per game. It's just uh, a lot of shit. And I, I wanted to know if you had any solutions, be it a real solution or a fake solution. I don't give a shit at this point. Okay, uh, real solution, make the refs full-time, uh, possibly add a referee – um, and a little eye in the sky work like the AAF used. The sky Last judge had the AAF. Sky judge, the AAF. That's right. Yeah, sky yeah, judge and AAF. We need big brother uh, who is, you know, because when you think about it, you know, we, we talk about, well, this is hard for uh, referees to call because it's, you know, a split second decision. They don't have as good of a view as us. Well, maybe they should have as good of a view as us. Maybe that's a problem yeah. if we can see these things better than they can. Uh, it feels redundant to have uh, a super old man, probably who can't see very well, calling things like hands to the face when uh, Trey Flowers is clearly at the shoulder pads. Uh, whether or not David Bakhtiari was cocking his head back uh, to make it look like that, if he did, I applaud him. That's uh, Yeah, that's savvy. Quite the hustle. But uh, the fact that he could have fooled uh, a, a referee who's paid to look at these things, I don't like it. It's concerning. And we Not need once, to, we need but to twice. Turn to technology. Yeah, I think like the, the big yeah. issue there is what you're saying is there, there should be like a ref in the booth at the game who has the view of all the angles we get to see and can write into the, the official's ear on the field, say, hey, 
that wasn't a penalty. And if it's too late, be like, hey, that, that Trey Flowers hands to the face looked clean. Just, you know, uh, don't call that again. <laughs> or another, yeah, if, if you call that again, make sure it, it definitely – like I think that would be helpful to a referee on the field because I get that shit happens pretty quick. Um, but I feel like you can correct things pretty quickly without the fans or anybody knowing if there's a guy there in his ear just making corrections as the game goes along. Like that was pass interference or there is holding happening here or that's not a hold. Those sort of things to give like the the refs notes so they know in game whether they're doing something right or wrong because they don't really have that feedback. They just have to go home and realize the world hates them. Exactly, exactly. Um, I think another thing that would be important is to make penalties a little less punitive. So you got the 10-yard penalties on holding, which pretty much kill a drive. Yeah. They're like, uh, they're like a sack, essentially. Probably, you know, a few yards longer than the average sack, although you don't get the loss of down. I would make most penalties five yards. Um, I would – that's smart. Make most pass interferences 15 yards unless it's like blatant and you're clearly just trying to tackle the guy to, um, I don't know, prevent a touchdown, something like that. I think you can put that up to review um, because that doesn't happen too often. Usually it's incidental. Uh, and then maybe instead of – with something like a hands-to-the-face call, instead of an automatic first down, say it happened on third down, just replay the down and give them five yards. Yeah. I mean, that makes way more sense. And that play, the one of those Trey Flowers was on uh, third and 10 where Rodgers got sacked. So right. worst case scenario there, if that rule you get a were to be applied, it would be third and five still or whatever, which at least gives the, the Lions another chance instead of an automatic first down. And that's the same with defensive holding, right? The fact that that's a five-yard penalty and, and an automatic first down right, because is like the so thing, stupid. The worst that's been like the worst sports. rule for years, though. Yeah. I, going back to the first game of the 2016 season when the Broncos played the Panthers, there was this play on the last drive where Carolina was trying to get back into field goal position. It was something like third and 20. Maybe it was fourth down even. Uh, and they didn't get it, but Chris Harris got called for a ticky-tacky holding penalty they gave them five yards in the first down. Just give them five yards and replay the down. Yeah, third and 15. It's not that hard. No. They, it's... It, then people won't freak out about these penalties because they're not affecting the game like they are now. Yeah, the, that's the thing. And that's what this really boils much, down to. is Too much power over the outcome of the game. Nobody wants to see the officials affecting the game. Like it's, And it's, it just seems like – I don't know if it's actually getting worse or that there is so much instant visual evidence and social media opinions to support if you're feeling shitty about a call. So like if your team gets fucked by the refs, you can jump right on Twitter and see that a million people agree with you. <laughs> like, right. Like when the when this happened to the Lions and Packers, I saw a ton of Packers fans being like I'm going to take the win, but I didn't want to win like that. Or, hey, I'll say the Lions got screwed, but, you know, we're going to take the win. It's Right. It's just it, – I mean, it's kind of therapeutic. 
way it, it helps you not feel alone as opposed if you're just at your home starting to fume in anger over a call. But uh, basically the NFL needs to hire Will and I as brand ambassadors and how to connect to fans and pay us a lot of money and we'll mm-hmm. fix the game of football. Yeah. Add this to the list of uh, jobs that we should have, yep. but do not currently have. Yep. NFL Network, et cetera. I've, I've put my name in the hat several times for NFL fan commissioner, which in my yep. head is a real job. Uh, I don't know. $3 million a year salary. Not a lot compared to Goodell. Uh, right. A fraction, a fraction yeah. of the cost. And so of course I would bring you with me, Will. And get yeah, you as deputy a, commissioner, probably a million a year uh, yeah, to start just to fair. start. And we'll go from there. Uh, so what would you do about this Miles Garrett situation as uh, commissioner? <laughs> I don't know. This is a weird story. Uh, I, I saw him tweet about it yesterday, and then I followed up with it today. But Miles Garrett got punched in the face by a fan. So a fan got out of his car to take a picture with Garrett and then punched him in the face. Miles tweet- does, yeah. Yeah. Miles tweeted about it to his 171,000 Twitter followers. And then this asshole was captured by the police and the greatest Cleveland manhunt since The Fugitive, if that happened in Cleveland, I can't remember, in nope. less than four hours, Will. They caught him in Chicago. less than four hours. Okay, Chicago, Cleveland, they're close. Uh, Garrett got the guy's license plate number, uh, which obviously helped with the, uh, the manhunt. Right. But my question is, how does, how does Miles Garrett only have 171,000 Twitter followers? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think he's he's not that popular of a player. Like for a first overall pick, we don't think about him. Do you have wind chimes? Is it my ring doorbell? Oh, damn it! But it's uh, it's probably just this scary lady we have hanging from our door to for Halloween. Oh, Uh, yeah. But I mean, Garrett was he was a number one overall draft pick, right? Is that what you just said? He was. Yeah, it was him and then Trubisky. Yeah, well, I looked at Baker, too, and Baker only has 682,000 followers. Uh, I feel like Baker should definitely be over a million. Um, right, because you keep waiting for him to say something stupid. Yeah, or funny. Yeah, maybe both. Maybe it just depends on how you look at it. Maybe but both, yeah. It's a matter of perception. I just think Cleveland Browns fans might not like social media. They they might not have the internet in Cleveland. If you're for, if you're listening in Cleveland and you're listening over the internet, which I'm assuming you are, this doesn't play on the radio typically. Uh, leave us a comment if there is internet in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, man. You really if, know how to piss off an entire city, Will. <laughs> or if uh, the wind from the lake uh, knocks down all internet waves, I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how the internet works, to be completely honest. I put radio on the internet. Yeah. Do you yeah. know show that's from? No. <laughs> Silicon Valley. I was going to guess that. I've been yeah. re-watching it, so it's in my head. I put, I put radio on the internet. Get into that three-comma club. That's a B. It's a billion. That's... Well, you're about to be in the two comma club. Yeah. Speaking of bees, 
check out this segue. Brock Osweiler, Brock B, retires. Uh, he retired yesterday, Will. Um, <laughs> did yep. you see ESPN posted Ryan Tannehill's picture? I did. <laughs> their announcement of Brock Osweiler. Uh, I don't know how the fuck that happens. Because they think all white people look at this. Oh, yeah. That's, it's a race. They're racist at ESPN against white people. Oh, so all Miami Dolphins quarterbacks look the same? <laughs> Is that it? No, they all just play the same, damn it. <laughs> yep. Um, I wanted uh, to ask you, what's your favorite uh, Brock wordplay? Because that's that's probably what he'll be remembered for most. Yeah, there are a ton of them, especially uh, 2015. It was just an abundance of uh, Brock puns. But mine is one that I actually came up with, uh, oh. I think, unless someone thought of it first. Uh, mine is uh, Brocko's Modern Life. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And then uh, I, have a fa- I have a couple of favorite memories of Brock. Uh, the first one is a, a good memory. Well, I guess they're both good memories. Uh, maybe not for Brock, though. First, of course, is beating the Patriots. Right. Uh, throwing that late touchdown to Andre Caldwell and then checking out to the to the toss to C.J. Anderson. It was a great play by him. And then the next year, him coming to Denver and uh, throwing that empty-handed pass that turned out to be a fumble. Uh, both just incredible moments. Yeah, I always forget he came back as a, a Texan in the – he lost, right? Yeah, he was terrible that day. Wasn't it – yeah, wasn't that game closer than it should be, though? Or did the Broncos blow him out? It was one of those, like – one of those, like, the best job an offense could do uh, for the 2016 Broncos was just, like, possess the ball for a while and score, like, 23. All the defense gave up like 10 or something. That was like as good as we could do in, in that era. I'm trying to find the box score. Oh, yeah. I think I was at that game. <laughs> I think I was uh... – no, not this one. Not – damn it. I don't remember, but – I think I was up in the press box, actually. Really? Yeah. That's probably why it's hard for me to, to remember. Who I was help. That's when I was helping Vic Lombardi. So we were shooting. I was shooting shit for him down on the field before the game. Uh, and then I had to act like a professional, thinking I would be going back there often. And that was the only time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. What are you going to do? Um, one of my favorite Brocks is the Broctopus. The Broctopus, Broctopussy. Eight, eight. Brock, octopus have eight arms. Broctopus is eight feet tall, I think. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. There are so many, so many, uh, Brock. So many words you can replace rock with. Yeah, really. That's pretty much – that's the idea. Octorock. Um, I forgot. I saw this on Twitter, but we the Broncos put Brock Osweiler in on special oh, yeah. teams uh, to try and block a field goal. Uh, that I, <laughs> That's one of those things that comes back to you. That was a shitty game, though. That was – the Patriots 
Patriots came back to beat the Broncos when Peyton Manning was their quarterback. Yeah, that game was fucked. And the Broncos had a big lead, I believe, at halftime. And then – I think it was 24 nothing. yeah. Yeah, it was like the what the Broncos did to the Chargers uh, that same season. Uh, anyway, Brock started 30 total, total games um, and he earned $41.4 million, retiring at age 28. And basically, I think he gamed the NFL about as beautifully as you can. Yeah, so he earned about $1.25 million per start, which has to be – That's a lot. Close to a record. I'm sure him and Chase Daniel are probably up there. Yeah. Yeah. I would be, since the, you know, there's a lot of math here that we're not going to do. It'd be curious. I'd be curious to see like quarterbacks who now have like hundred plus million contracts on four or five year deals. That's got to be like over a million a start. Like Russell Wilson's, if his, what's he's, he was at like 140 million and it's, Four or five more years? That's pretty close. To the yeah, same maybe. Thing. Well, you have to count postseason too, because those teams, those quarterbacks, usually win a couple playoff games. Yeah, no, that's fair. Anyway, uh, we just wanted to pay our respects to Brock Osweiler because as yeah. Broncos fans, we really did get the best of Brock. Uh, we did. Yeah, we. Um, although I do hate when people use signing or like the fact that. Elway was gonna sign Brock Osweiler to a contract as like a, a argument Elway. against Elway. First of all, yeah. every fucking GM wanted him. Yeah. <laughs> after that season, he uh, was. It's just, he, Elway set like a price that he wasn't gonna go over. Clearly, because I'm sure Brock would have forgotten about the whole benching thing had it Denver offered the right price. He didn't. Houston was dumb enough. Uh, to go over whatever Elway set, uh, sight unseen. People forget that, that Bill O'Brien never even met Brock Osweiler. Probably why Houston doesn't have a GM right now. (laughs) Might have something to do with it. That might help. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. And I think Broncos fans have a pretty positive – memory of Osweiler because he came in during that Super Bowl season and won the Broncos some really important games. Oh yeah. Uh he he did exactly what you need a backup quarterback to do. Obviously, we were hoping he would be the the guy to replace Peyton Manning, but he's going to get kind of unfairly shit on by everyone yeah. else, but Broncos fans were Simeon a better player. What's that? I said turned out it was Trevor Simeon a better player. Right, right. So, So like, still has a winning record. I think a lot of people look at Osweiler's career as a joke. I'm just saying, like, he was. Oh, yeah, he very important to to uh, us here in Denver. So it's kind of like it's a weird career for sure. But I wanted to make sure he knew we respect him. Uh, And let's remember his tattoo that I don't think he got fixed until he made it to the NFL. The live life to it is fullest tattoo on his arm. It was it with an apostrophe and an S instead of just ITS. Yeah, that's a mistake I make a lot. <laughs> to me, the word I mean, it's... You think you double check it before you uh, had Whoa, it yeah, fair enough. onto your body. Fair enough. Uh, 
to me, the word it's always has an apostrophe, no matter how it's used. Yeah, trust me, I know. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Will knows Will knows too much about my writing. Mm-hmm. But to to be fair, Will, my speed is unmatched. Oh, that is true. That you're definitely faster than I am. You go for quality, I go for I have to write a video every single day it really doesn't matter uh considering you're just reading it off of the page but you know i i just i i can't I, my ocd brain takes over and has no, that's to fine everything. i need you to correct it once okay. they release the transcripts uh and they put it in the the national archives you will thank me yes i will yeah you do have access to all my scripts i do and i will so yeah, if if I ever get a a real show and people are like, "Oh, that 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 guy is famous and his stuff's worth money," just start selling off uh, old scripts. Well, and what I'm gonna you're do gonna is... have to do it out of uh, spite because once I go to the top, yeah, you guess, guess who I'm guess who I'm getting rid of you. No, yeah, no. I'm also gonna take the jokes that were uh, too offensive for air. <laughs> And then tweet them out and have you canceled. Yeah, but those are all your jokes. It's <laughs> a good point, but <laughs> it's your video. <laughs> Who's yeah. going to know the difference? That's true. That is so true. Yep. There's no handwriting to differentiate. This isn't Zodiac. Uh, yeah. The, the, the funny thing is, I would say we use 99.9% .9 of everything that gets written. Yeah, pretty it's, much. Unless it's very rarely like you put something in and then like I go, hmm, better not say that. <laughs> yeah, it happens once every couple weeks maybe. And usually I think the thing we're always removing is some sort of uh, jab at Tyree Kill. Usually, yeah, jab at Tyree Kill or a joke about uh, Shaquem Griffin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, have to, I, have to, I have to reel you in on those. Yeah. Um, Real man. See, I'm doing it with one hand. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> cutting that out. I'm not going to remember. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah, because you got to get this up before the game. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter what you're selling, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. Manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. But probably not miles under the sea, but definitely from your cell phone. And right now, Blue Wire Podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Okay, uh, next item of business is the the goddamn uh, Chargers and the Rams decided to build a stadium despite not having enough fans to fill it. And here's the thing. They only went uh, just a, a, a tiny little insignificant $2.5 billion over budget. Yeah. Which, as we know, 
California does not have any budget problems. Uh, mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no fiduciary uh, issues of any kind. Um, all of their schools are properly kept. Um, overfunded. They're overfunded, as you as you would know. All the roads are good. Um, no poverty to speak of. Uh, there's not 50 kids per class. Uh, but yeah, we, you know, occasionally we'll go two and a half billion dollars over budget on a stadium and, uh, you can't have that, but the league wants players to pay the difference. Basically they want Mexico to pay for the wall. Um, <laughs> Can Mexico pay for this stadium too? I mean, we're clo- It's probably close enough. I think Trump they- could win California if they convinced him to convince Mexico to pay for this stadium. Yes. It's a no, win you're right. Because California, uh, as you know, has been tackling the big issues that affect the state, like uh, college players being able to make money off of endorsements. Oh, right, and right. And then, you know, we'll get to balancing the budget later. Yeah. Yeah. Could you, could you imagine um, if – I don't I can't I can't even fathom a situation in life where I quoted somebody something to do a job and it was double of what I quoted them and then compound that by two and a half billion. Right. Like Yeah, yeah. How that is such I don't know how you fuck up that bad. Did they accidentally put like a pool in there? I mean, not that that would cost that much. I'm just thinking, like, how nice is the stadium? First of all, it's bullshit that it's a dome. I know why they do it. So it's for, you know, multi-purpose, whatever. So you can have concerts in there and and this, that, and the other. But L.A. is maybe, you know, the most temperate climate on Earth. Yeah, you're you're always going to have 70 degrees. Yeah, so pretty much anything you can do you can do without a, without a roof. And sure enough, they put a roof on um, another stadium in the NFL. I hate domes. I've, I've gone on record as saying uh, dome stadiums are ugly. I don't want to watch them on TV. They ruin football for me, and I hate them. But, you know, maybe it gives them a better chance of hosting the Super Bowl, whatever. Well, yeah, they had to. They're they're going to host the Super Bowl, and they already pushed that back a year because the stadium's not on time. Right. In addition to being over budget, I think that probably has something to do with it. Probably, and I think uh, Dan Patrick broke this news, and I was reading about like how the league wants players to to pay, and it, like I couldn't follow the logic. So they're saying like the league wants players to offset the cost by giving players 49% of the revenue Uh, that would go to the players, but then 2% of that revenue about 300 million to help pay for the stadium. So 47% of the revenue, (laughs) like I don't, I don't understand. I couldn't understand how it worked. There wasn't like a a, a lot of info there. There's not a chance in hell this is going to happen. Right. My thought, like, they're trying to put this in the collective bargaining agreement along with the 17-game season, which they believe will happen now. And supposedly, like, the old-school owners who have been around forever don't want a 17-game season. The the newer guys and the the Jerry Jones crusade, they do want the 17-game season. 
my thought was if every NFL owner is a billionaire, except for Mark Davis, who is a 500 millionaire, and Mike Brown, uh, they're the only two who aren't, uh, why can't they chip in to pay for the stadium and then they take uh, that percent to, to go back to it? And then, I mean, they would all eventually make their money back and they can afford it. It's their fucking league, uh, which they like to always, you know, tout when it's convenient to them. And I did the math here. Oh, if you exclude the Broncos too, because they don't have an owner. And uh, 29 owners could basically pay $86 million to cover the costs for this stadium. And then they could all make money on it later. As a, instead of trying to figure out another way to get players involved with something that I don't think they need to be involved with. Yeah, to be honest, all of this hurts my head uh, to think about. I think we should just make Dan Snyder pay for all of it. Leave the other owners out of it. Just, I think they should all have a vote. <clears throat> and obviously, <laughs> if, they, if they hold a vote, it's going to be Dan Snyder who pays for everything. They vote for one hopefully owner to pay it to off. Of, hopefully to the point of bankruptcy, um, which would ha- make him have to sell the team, which would put the Redskins in more capable hands, uh, maybe save that franchise as a whole. Well, Dan Snyder's only worth $2.6 billion, so yeah. this, would take him, this would take him way down. He'd still have $0.1 billion left after he covers the stadium. Jerry Jones worth eight point four billion. Robert Kraft six point nine billion. God damn. Let's see how much is Stan Stan Kroenke is nine point seven billion. So you, you're telling this is Stan Kroenke's stadium, and with a nine point seven billion dollar net worth, he can't figure out how to fucking pay for the rest of it. Seems uh, I don't know. It seems so asinine that well, you, trying don't, to you get, don't get to being a billionaire. No, uh, they they get by, to be a billionaire by getting other people to pay for all of their business endeavors. Yeah, I know. It's I'm too stupid to figure that one out. You know, or you're just a <laughs> a better person, but yeah, or you. Marry, I don't want to say that. You know, people blame the owners for everything. Like you know, every owner's about. That's just not true. Um, plenty of owners are bad people. Uh, Dan Snyder, like I mentioned, uh, Robert Kraft, sex crimes, etc. cetera. Uh, everyone who owns the Packers is a bad person. Whoa. Um, I'm just going to say every the numbers of, for this podcast are falling off in Cleveland and Green Bay today. Will? Well, so be it. <laughs> so be it. We should do an so episode on the, the top five kindest NFL billionaires. Yeah. And Pat Bowen would have been at the top of the list. Would have been there. I know they're like, you're right, but I think they can cover the cost. Oh, I'm sure they can. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we got let's get into these games. Yeah. Let's get into all these games. We've got Broncos, Chiefs, Thursday Night Football. Uh, big game now because Broncos two-game win streak. Casey, two-game right. losing streak. Right. Broncos defense looks legit. Patrick Mahomes a little banged up. There's... Broncos defense looks legit. Patrick Mahomes looks like shit. Ooh. Love that. Man. Save it for bad poetry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, that's good poetry. Yeah. We are 
we are uh wait who in our texts who did i say we were like uh shell silverstein and robert frost yeah and robert frost yeah. mm-hmm. uh those are the only two poets i know because i had to do a report on robert frost in uh, high school yeah. william carlos williams will will i always thought that was a phony name william carlos williams yeah yeah if you got like a a last name that can kind of work as a first name and you name your kid as that it's an interesting choice like ram safety john John johnson Johnson. who was just put on ir yeah right we'll get to that later Who are you taking, Broncos Chiefs? Because Chiefs are a three-and-a-half-point favorites, but they got a lot of guys hurt heading yeah, into this no, game. Yeah, no, I mean, we've picked the Broncos every game uh, this season. Why stop now? <laughs> I'm taking the Broncos. Sure. I'm not going to really be able to watch too much of this game, which I, I think makes it worse. I'd rather just not watch it all or watch all of it without, you know, with undivided attention. Uh, I will certainly DVR it and watch it after uh, unless they lose. Right. In which case, it will have never happened. That is the hardest thing to do is watching a DVR game that you know is just ends in a loss. Yeah, that just probably won't happen. I'll just nah. I'll just forget about it. Uh, but yeah, if, it, I mean, if they win, it'll probably stay on my DVR for decades, <laughs> and I'll play it whenever whenever I get uh, sad and or lonely. Yeah, I mean the Broncos haven't beaten the Chiefs. In seven meetings. They haven't uh, beat Chiefs since I was a sophomore in college. Fudge. That is a long time. That's a long time. It feels different, though. Um, it does. It comes and, down to, yeah, right. It comes down to we know the defense is going to play at a certain level. Uh, we know the Chiefs' offense is banged up. It, you have to assume it's a wash there, that the Chiefs are going to score somewhere in the 20, yeah. probably. Yeah. And that's really all you can ask for out of – this defense against this offense. So I think the X factor is Joe Flacco because you know you can run the ball against this defense, and I hope they do more than they throw the ball, especially if it's working early. Yeah, Chiefs are not good against the run. Right, which Carlos Hyde diced them up. Carlos Hyde, Marlon Mack. Both both diced them up. They're not elite running backs by any any means, and Marlon Mack's pretty good. But you got to give the ball to Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay early and often, like they did in the Monday night game uh, last season, which they should have won. Uh, but it's going to come down to Joe Flacco, no mistakes, no turnovers, ideally. Uh, push the ball a little bit, work in Emmanuel Sanders, take advantage of the, the depleted corner group for Kansas City because, you know, Denver is also down a couple corners. Rashad Breland might not play. I don't think uh, Kendall Fuller's playing. It's no, he's out. So take advantage of that. Um, the Chiefs could be with just three corners, period. Yeah. So Yeah, not great. So spread them out a little bit. You don't have Chris Jones getting that pass rush. The Broncos have a better chance than any team that's played the Chiefs so far to score a good amount of points. Yeah. But the Broncos have struggled all season long to score a good amount of points. So we've seen them get into the 20s, what, once or twice this this year, the Broncos? Um, They're probably going to have to do that. Maybe they can get a defensive or special teams touchdown. That would go a very long way. But, yeah, you're right. It comes down to whether or not the Broncos can finish drives uh, 
with touchdowns. I think. All right, and let's point this out too. This is the worst defense the Broncos will play all season, most likely. Yeah, and, and one because the Chiefs' defense isn't great, but two because they are getting them without Chris Jones as well. Like the Chiefs are missing key pieces to that defense, and they're missing. You know, they're starting left uh, side of the offensive line, banged up. Could yeah. be a big, big game for your classmate. Malik Reed. You were probably in school with the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs. And Malik I actually Reed. was, yeah. So, yeah, we'll both take the Broncos there, and uh, I'm excited for tonight. I am too. Then we got Raiders. Actually, I'm nervous about it. Yeah, good. Raiders <laughs> at Packers. Packers, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, here's – Raiders are coming off – they were on a bye week, right? So They were. <laughs> Here's what's interesting. Raiders don't have Antonio Brown. They lost Vontez Perfect for the season. Two of their uh, off-season free agent slash trade moves. Now Trent Brown is being sued by his ex-girlfriend for domestic violence claims. He denies those claims, uh, says he has faith in the, the, the court system. If he is guilty, and I hope he's not because it's, you would have to be a real jerk to hope that happened, but if he is guilty... The Raiders could have had one of the worst free agent offseason periods ever, losing what could essentially be three, well, the three of their biggest offseason acquisitions. And say this happened, that would leave them with Richie Incognito as being the one guy they held on to and didn't, yeah, didn't do something, you know, to to get suspended or whatever. just thought that was interesting. Barstool posted an article getting angry because somebody titled uh, expatriate Trent Brown sued by ex-girlfriend or something like that. Uh, I mean, given the fact that he was sued for it, it probably allegedly happened while he was a patriot. Probably. I think that's fair. Um, so they got that on top of, uh, you know, domestic violence. You got uh, – Antonio Brown and his allegations. And then, uh, you know, it's funny that all this happened after uh, the owner committed sex crimes. Oh, Robert Kraft? Yeah, you know, because the foundation of your organization is your owner. Yeah. And it all all stems down from there, so. Hmm. Very interesting. Just wanted to – anyway, I think the Packers are going to (laughs) win. Yeah, I think the Packers are going to win as well. Yeah. Uh, Although – Okay, so you wanted to talk about player trades today. Yeah. The one, the only one I could think of was I think the Packers should try to trade for A.J. Green because uh, it came out today that A.J. Green is going to be the next Jalen Ramsey in terms of being the guy who definitely wants out. Uh, yeah, I think, Mike, I, think, I think Mike Freeman posted that on Twitter, but uh, the Green Bay needs more receivers. Devontae Adams was, was hurt. I don't know if he'll be back for this game. I don't think he will. Uh, Geronimo Allison got hurt in that last matchup, and then we saw a lot of drop balls affect the Packers the way the refs affected the Lions. But that would be the one note I had, A.J. Green to Green Bay. Yeah, well, Raiders – the fucking name, Will. Right, yeah. The, just the – yeah, the A.J. Green Bay Packers. And Packers – haven't they I mean they used to never mind AJ Hawk because I was gonna make some stupid joke sorry 
I wasted everybody's time there. Yeah. Well, how about they trade for Clay Aiken because Clay Matthews used to play one. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the Raiders uh, notoriously think the refs are out to get them. Uh, clearly, by last Monday night footballs, um, you know the view of that game. Uh, people think the NFL is trying to pa- uh, prop up the Packers. So I don't see any conflict here. No, game I hope the Ra- I hope the refs screw over the Raiders in this game, and I hope it's obvious. <laughs> Just they bring the tuck rule back. <laughs> just for one game. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. yeah. Rodgers just has the ball intercepted, and it's called a tuck rule. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, the Raiders did sign Darren Waller to, a, I think, like a three-year deal. And that's actually a Raiders story I like right now. Yeah. Um, he's playing really well. But uh, I'll be rooting for Darren Waller and nobody else. We both take the Packers there. So then we got Rams at Falcons. No surprise here. The Rams are favored by three. And these are going to be the new look Rams, Will. Because Tlaib on IR, like you mentioned, John Johnson. Marcus Peters is gone. Uh, So that's three people gone in the secondary. And Jalen Ramsey will replace all of their their production now. That's the idea. Uh, They're going to put their rookie safety, who I think they took in the second round, or maybe the late first round. No, they never had a – with Fun. one of yeah, they haven't had a first round, and they won't have a first round until twenty. Uh, anyway, Taylor Rapp, the safety out of Washington, is going to get his chance to start. He could be pretty good. He might end up being a little bit of an upgrade for them uh, if he is what they think he is. Uh, you can't have Marcus Peters as your number one corner, uh, pretty much at any time, and with Talib out, that makes. <laughs> Peters even more of a liability because you're just going to target him all game long against the number one receiver. Uh, I think he would have been better uh, given the fact that you might have Ramsey on the other side uh, because he's a guy that can lock down one half of the field, the mythical shutdown corner. Right. uh, I guess. And so that makes, you know, you can live with Marcus Peters uh, trying to jump routes on the other side when you know you got the other half of the field locked down. Uh, but interesting that they traded him for a fifth round pick and Kenny Young, who I don't I don't know anything about. I don't think he's supposed to be do. he's supposed to be pretty good. Um he started to get more playing time with the Ravens and looks like he can be a decent linebacker. But yeah, we don't know a lot about Kenny Young. Uh, uh but I want to know what you think about the Rams basically mortgaging their future for like the fifth year in a row to get Jalen Ramsey. I think Who, they, by the way, they still have to sign. Yeah, he's so on his rookie deal still. Yeah. So he does not want to play through. Anymore. The Jags fifth-year optioned him, which I guess trans, transfers over. I think yeah. they gave up way too much for a corner. Two first-rounders is like – For a team I that's got like, issues elsewhere. Yeah, and I guess they weren't going to have a first-rounder in 2020 – no, they were. They had this is what they traded. They're 2020 and they're yeah. 2021. So I feel like you could get a, a corner in the draft uh in the first round. But I think Jalen Ramsey is a big upgrade over Marcus Peters for Wade Phillips. Uh Peters yeah. Peters is gonna play better in a, a zone. He likes to play zone, uh, is what I have read. <laughs> 
So, yeah, it gives you more of an opportunity to uh, jump balls, basically, right. jump routes. And I think uh, Aqib Talib can come back after eight weeks or whatever. So if the Rams are in the playoffs and then suddenly have Talib and Ramsey on the field, that, that is a great duo. But then I believe Talib is in his the last year of his deal. So I don't know what the Rams are going to do yeah. next year. Maybe Talib comes back uh, because he likes being there. But maybe he goes to fucking New England, uh, even though they actually have three really good corners right now. I just know those were the two places he wanted to play. But to answer your question, I wouldn't have given up two first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey right now. Not when I feel like the Rams are going to have other issues they need to fill. Yeah, the offensive line's falling apart. It looks like Andrew Whitworth is kind of – the wheels are falling off at left tackle for Whitworth. He's finally, finally become old. Yes, after a long time, after a really, really good career, which I think you'd expect to happen at some point for an older player. But they really don't have a backup plan, and they don't have a way to restock an offensive line. So especially given the fact that um, Jared Goff seems to be struggling really, really badly at this point. Yeah. Um, And the fact that his contract extension hasn't even kicked in yet. So not only is he the highest played player in the NFL and maybe like in the middle of the pack at quarterback, and that's being generous this year probably, uh, he's got (laughs) – you haven't even – he's not even playing his – he's not, you know, he's not outperforming or underperforming his contract yet. His contract hasn't even started. So he could get worse and the Rams will be on the hook to pay him, you know, a lot of money. What thirty five million dollars a year at that point? Yeah, you can I see think a scenario where this this franchise uh, knows down the tank very quickly because they sold the farm to win a Super Bowl either last year or this year. Yeah, and at three and three, they're doubling down on that. That they are doubling down, and with the the Seahawks and the Rams both looking better than them at this point, with a 49ers. really really uh, stacked NFC they might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, and they, they don't have uh, any sort of path to rebuild without first-round picks. Yeah, they, it's, they're gambling. They are gambling. And yes. based on the fact that their stadium is $2.5 over budget, it does not surprise me that the Rams, as an organization, might not be making the most fiscally sound decisions. Uh, although I like... I like watching a team that is going to do exciting things, like give oh, up yeah, a no, shit it's ton of things. It is absolutely entertaining, and I'm and glad it, we have the Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for them to do well this season, but I fear you might be very accurate in I just, how you just described. Right, and we need we need even mention the fact that uh, Todd Gurley, you know, doesn't look like even half of what he was uh, earlier last season. Yeah, I don't know what's going is, on with him and his his knee you know, injury. The second highest paid running back, I think. Yeah, the only right. thing Elliot. that can save the Rams is Jared Goff. Right, is Goff looking good again? If he starts playing really good football again, then you make up for a lot of deficiencies and it's okay. But right now, that yeah. doesn't look like it's going to happen. So we are going to take the Rams to beat the Falcons. <laughs> Yeah, all that said, yeah, definitely the Rams. Definitely the Rams. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna 
I'm going to say the Falcons get a win. Oh, wow. That would be. Oh, we didn't get our pick total from our guy. Uh, I think we did. Oh, what did he, did he tweet it? Yeah. Oh, find it for me. Okay. I'll find it. Okay. But yeah, I'm take the, I'm going to take the Falcons. They're due a win. Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's, you know, you got Rams. I got Falcons. Then okay. we have. You, find you just it? wanted a you just wanted a different pick than me. No, I the I think yes. the Ram, I I think the Falcons are gonna win. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy, but it's not hard either. Just like you, usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo" or we avoid it altogether with excuses like "I had a long day at work." But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe you real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the privacy of your home. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. Again, just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's Roman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. Okay, um, we were both 8 and 6 last week. I felt like I did really good. I felt like I was the opposite. Um, I'm 53-38-1. By the way, I should just get rid of that tie. You're 49-42-1. Okay. So I've got you by four games at this point. So you All got right. plenty of time. 49ers at Washington Redskin Potatoes. San Francisco 10-point favorites. We're both going to take the 49ers. Any uh, chance this is a letdown game for the 49ers after a huge win? Last I don't week. think so. I think the I think Washington is It's a West Coast team going going east and playing yeah, yeah, early yeah. slot. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the you wanna take Washington? <laughs> Reds You wanna Reds take them? Are feeling themselves after uh beating the Dolphins by a point. Yeah. They uh, scored seventeen on the did, Dolphins. I don't think yeah. they're gonna do good against a very talented 49ers defense. Case Keenum getting hot. Uh, Terry yeah. McLaurin playing great football. That's the only bright spot in uh, Washington right now. It feels like uh, it feels like Dwayne Haskins is going to get Josh Rosen. Could he's going to get the Rosen treatment? While that'd be crazy. Washington drafts. I don't think that. I mean, I think last week proves that they're not going to get Tua, but they could get Justin Herbert easily. Did Tua play bad just, last week? They'll just draft him and and ruin him. Did Tua play bad last week? No, I just mean uh, the Redskins beat the Dolphins. Oh, you, oh yeah, okay. So you're saying uh, Tua's definitely going to be the number one dude. Tua's only played bad in one game. <laughs> okay. It was the national championship. Got it. Okay. Only thing I wanted to really say from this game was uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked about his time in Washington, said the best part was working with my dad, and then a reporter asked what was the worst part, and he said everything else. <laughs> respect so uh yeah i thought that was brutally honest and on par with our disdain for dan snyder and the shit rain of shit he brings upon that organization 
Okay, then we got Texans at Colts. Colts, one-and-a-half-point favorite, so Vegas doesn't – this is too close to call. This is a good game. Colts coming off a bye. T.Y. Hilton uh, is not on the injury report. And uh, for the Texans, uh, DeAndre Hopkins hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. T.Y. usually plays pretty good football against the Texans. Absolutely uh, does. I feel, like, I feel like Hopkins has to go off at some point. Deshaun Watson – Outdueled Patrick Mahomes last week. Watson is playing pretty damn good football. But the Colts, man, they're just – they're like that team that does all the little things right. And they don't, be a, yeah, they, they don't let losses affect them really because they lost to the Raiders at home and then, and then traveled to Kansas City and got the win. So they're right. very even. The battle-tested. Uh, they t- they've taken on the personality of their head coach, Frank Reich. And they never uh, out of it. We're never, never out, out of it. it. Never out of it. I was um, hoping you weren't going to make a Nazi joke. No, no not that time. <laughs> no, not that time. Uh, <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm going to take the Colts Ooh. because uh, two reasons, the bye week and they're at home. And that's really all it comes down to for me. All right. I'm going to take the Colts too. And the only reason I'm taking the Colts is because I I want them to win. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I like it. I, I like I, Indies. I don't dislike the Texans at all. No, I really like Deshaun Watson a lot. I, yeah, but uh, I just – I'm rooting for the Colts because Andrew Luck left, and I like the story there if they keep yeah. winning. By the way, you think the Colts could be in the market for a first-round quarterback next year? Someone who's like kind of in the middle of the pack, maybe someone like I don't know, like Joe Burrow or someone. I know you know. I know you don't know who that is, but yeah, I think they might be. They might be. I don't know. I think. Uh, Would you draft a quarterback if you were them? Because you've got this great team around you, and not right? Jacoby I have to wait. Sets. I have to give uh, Jacoby the the full season evaluation. Um, true. That's true. Uh, but. And he's he's had he's played enough football there where you should kind of know. I feel like Maybe. Jacoby right. is going to be like at best Joe Flacco at his best, where he's playing mistake free football and is I'm a, still for that Joe Flacco. <laughs> what's that? I said I'm still waiting for that Joe Flacco. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about when Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl. So, Joe Flacco's best season. Oh, well, that's the best quarterback of all time, maybe. <laughs> is like, I don't know, because Brissett can play good football, but he doesn't look like the kind of quarterback who's ever going to light up a scoreboard. You know what I mean? Right, right. You don't see him going off for five touchdowns. In a game. Right. It's... He Which just seems like a steady guy, like a real right. steady quarterback. So, Which might be the perfect thing for this team. Yeah, like m- maybe you keep building defense and – You know, they've got such a having, good that offensive line. Having a, a receiver outside of T.Y. Hilton could help in that department too. Yeah, um, you could see them – yeah, you could see them grabbing a wide – there's a lot of good wide receivers. And uh, Paris Campbell's been hurt. They're the rookie they did draft, so yeah. – but – yeah, I would have to evaluate at the end of the season. But I, would you be tempted to to take a guy who you think can? Depends you know, who's there. 
Pence is there. And you wouldn't, have to start him. you wouldn't have to start him right away. Is the no. Thing. And now that we've said that, Jacoby Brissett's going to throw five touchdowns in this game. Hey, hey, good for him if he does. I'm not rooting against him by any means. No. Um, <laughs> You'd have to be a dick. Got, uh, so we're both taking the Colts. Then we got Vikings-Lions. Vikings at the Lions. Do you think the Lions play, oh. play a little angry this week? I think so. I mean, the Lions are like the mm, – I was going to compare them to the Colts. But because they're, they're playing good, scrappy football, but the Lions are making some little mistakes still that are costing them. Red zone, red zone yeah. offense, yeah. really hurting them. Cousins is on fire. We should we should note six touchdowns, one pick in the last two weeks, and 138 QB rating. He's like the rich man's version of uh, Jameis and and Marcus Mariota, because those guys like right when you think they're done, put up a good game to. Yeah. Get them back in the lineup. Fair enough. Uh, obviously, Marcus Marietta uh, <laughs> couldn't uh, put it together uh, last no. week. No, so that's the reason he's on the bench. But, you know, with, with Jameis, you feel like right when he's at the end of his rope, you know, he strings together a four-touchdown game. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins is never that bad, but he always seems to know when to put together a really good game to give him <laughs> some more uh, – to give him a longer leash there, and he, yeah. he's done the last two weeks. I think uh, I think I'm going to take the Vikings because I feel like they can beat you multiple ways because they've won games when Kirk Cousins wasn't playing great. They have a really good running back and rushing attack, and if Kirk Cousins is playing well, they look like a top five team in the NFL. Yeah, so the D- Detroit Lions have some some issues on offense they do. they're kind of like the broncos they move the ball well and then they're not converting in the red zone so for whatever reason and i will i want to pick the lions here but i'm going with the vikings yeah i mean we all wish goodwill upon the lions at this point because their last two losses have been really really heartbreaking uh both on field goals at the last yeah time. every no, one I'm of their sorry, games sorry, the chiefs uh, scored a touchdown with like 15 seconds yeah. left. Yeah, all of the Lions games have been very close this year, and starting with the first game going into overtime. So, like, right, they're just gonna have one of those seasons that it feels like they could have won. They're gonna look back at the season and be like, we could have won five of those games that we lost. Yeah, I mean, let's hope that's not the case with our team too. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we'll know tonight if that is. You take Vikings. Lions. Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings as well. All right. We'll speed this up a little bit. Jags Bangies. at Bengals. Um, I think we both got to take the Jags here. Although, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Every week, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the week uh, Cincinnati figures it out. Yeah, so now Cincy and the Dolphins are the two defeated teams, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to go Jacksonville. I think. I, yeah, I can't. Pick. I can't pick the Bengals at this point. You gotta. No. You gotta prove it to me. Their uh, Gardner Minshew was had his had a bad game last week. I don't think Cincinnati's defense is going to stifle him. So okay. Speaking I look for him of, to bounce back. Speaking of these uh, trade scenarios, and let's assume that Jacksonville is sold on on Gardner Minshew, which I don't think they should be at this point. Um, but where would you 
send hypothetically, where would you send Nick Foles in a trade right. to upgrade a team immediately? Right here, Denver, Colorado. I've heard that brought up. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Where would I send Nick Foles? Yeah. If you want to put a team over the edge to make the playoffs. Well, is there anywhere that makes sense? I've got, I've got an answer for you. Who? Where? Tell me. Up north, Chicago Bears. Oh. The team he beat in the playoffs last year. I like that. I like that a I lot. That becomes a much better team. I did too. That's actually perfect. There's a great defense there. Yep. Yeah. Duh. Will the GM. I've done it again. Done it again. So we'll both take the Jags. Nick Foles is on his way to Chicago. Then we've got Cardinals-Giants. Interesting game, kind of. Yeah, two rookie quarterbacks. Two rookies. Barkley and Ingram both coming back for the Giants. Uh, Should be very helpful to one Daniel Jones. Um, Jones kind of going in the opposite direction of Kyler Murray, where he started hot and is – now, okay, no, let's let's qualify that by saying he played with uh, literally like you and me out there at receiver. No, I know. I'm not saying against the best it's uh, defense him. in the NFL on the road last week. Yeah, on a short yeah. week. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw that game out when evaluating Daniel Jones. No, I don't think he's bad. I'm just saying, um, Murray's playing better every week than Daniel Jones. Yeah. For whatever, you can blame it on whatever you want. Hasn't been. Uh, but getting the be- one of the best running backs in the league back in your lineup, huge help. Getting your best receiving threat this season in uh, Evan Ingram should help. And I think this is going to be a good game because neither defense is great, and so maybe we can have a good old-fashioned quarterback shootout. Yeah. So I'll pick, fuck, I'll pick the Cardinals. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Giants. Okay. I still believe in Daniel Jones. Um, I think Cardinals have played two really bad teams the last week. Uh, and I don't hold that against them because, you know, they shouldn't be winning um, too much this year but yeah i'm i'm gonna give us the giants with uh barkley and ingram back i think that's uh we'll see I think that's and huge Golden this game could, up to speed. Uh, it could confirm that those two were definitely the first two quarterbacks who should have been drafted it could it could not that we've seen uh you know well i mean once drew lock gets in the lineup we'll know and dwayne haskins but uh, i don't think that's ever gonna happen um yeah all right we got dolphins bills Buffalo is favored by 17 points. Uh, yeah. Which surprised I, I me a little bit. I don't trust the Bills on offense enough no. to cover 17 points is the Fuck thing. No. And I love yeah. the Bills, and I, I think their defense is legit very good, but that offense, I mean, Josh Allen scares me as a quarterback. Yeah, so what I'm saying is if you're going to, to Las Vegas or to Reno or to Atlantic City or really anywhere because uh, gambling on sports is legal now, um, I, would, I would take the Dolphins against the spread. Yeah, I would take Unless, them against the know, spread. You don't, you please don't, uh, please don't blame me if that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, but we'll both take Buffalo there. 
Dolphins Kenyon are Drake. also they're, they're fielding Kenyon Drake. Often. Yeah, they're trying to trade Kenyon Drake. Where would you send him? Uh, who needs a running back? Here's what makes sense though for this team: the Buffalo Bills. It's not going to happen because it's a division rival. There's, I think, two places where it makes sense: the Bills and the Patriots. Mm. I don't think either happens because they're both AFC East teams. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that makes the most sense to me for teams that are. Yeah, Patriots could use offensive skill position help and offensive line help. I've got another option for the Bills, though. Um, I've got two, actually. Okay, tell me. (laughs) Uh, What would happen, I think, is, although they're on pretty large contracts, Devontae Freeman from the Falcons – or Melvin Gordon from the Chargers. Oh, interesting. I think that could be just what uh, this offense needs. Kenyon Drake would fit in well with the Chargers, I think. I'm not saying send Kenyon Drake to the Chargers. I'm saying send Melvin Gordon to the Bills. Oh, okay. And send Devontae Freeman to the Bills. Not oh, both. Oh, okay. I get you. Yeah. All right, we got Chargers, Titans... Russell Okun finally returns from a very serious medical condition issue. I forget what it was, but he could have died. I think blood clots or something or something like that. Something crazy, but it's good that he's back on the field. Travis Benjamin moves to IR Tennessee, one and a half point favorites and the chargers and Titans both. Yeah, uh, this is just, uh, this is a bad, both these teams are playing bad. Um, Shit bowl. Of the week. Neither team should be playing as bad as they are. Uh, but, oh, man. I'm going to go with the Titans just because they, they changed it up at quarterback. Ryan Tannehill looked better than Mariota for the most part, although – He moved he, the ball better. He was more He decisive. moved the ball better, but he, was ta- he took more sacks in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. So uh, – and the Chargers just don't look good. I mean, the Steelers yeah, work them. Tannehill's not playing the Broncos' defense this week, which <laughs> is a huge help. Yeah. So, I, I'll go with Tennessee, just based on that. I'm actually going to take the Chargers here. I think the Okun thing makes a big deal. is really big if he plays. Yeah, I don't know if he'll play or not. I know he's just back practicing, but. If he does, then yes. I also think Phillip Rivers will bounce back. Play well enough. I, yeah, he doesn't have. He typically doesn't have three bad games in a row. No. Although if he did, we'd never hear about it. Um, Ravens, Seahawks. Ravens, Seahawks. This is a good game. Uh, a couple angles. You got two good rushing quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the favorite to win NFL MVP according to Vegas. He's he ahead of my homies. Patrick Mahomes, who for some reason is being thought of as an MVP this year. Uh, I think Mahomes is behind uh, – he's behind Wilson, Watson, and McCaffrey this year. He should be, at least. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Seahawks. I don't think the Ravens have beat anybody good or convincing at this point. So I think Yeah, this is, this is a good game because both, yeah. both defenses – uh, uncharacteristically haven't been playing great football this season. So 
they're both led by dynamic play from their quarterbacks. But if I had to bet on a quarterback, I'm going to bet on Russell Wilson, especially at home. And uh, you've got the return of Earl Thomas to Seattle. Yeah, you got Earl Thomas. They're going to throw Marcus Peters into the mix with Baltimore. Uh, should be interesting, but I like Seattle. I do too. Okay. New Orleans at Chicago. Do you think at some point before Breeze comes back, they have a letdown game? Bridgewater struggles. This feels like it could be the game against Chicago's defense. Yeah. It hasn't happened at this point. You picked Uh, them to lose last week. And I said, no, no, no. It's going to happen this next week against Chicago. So you're taking the Bears. I was going to take the Bears until Akeem Hicks got hurt. I think that's really a, that's that's what's going to keep you from yeah. I think I think that's a big blow to the Bears' defensive line. Okay. Um. So uh, I don't care if Trubisky comes back because he, he may play. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints again. Right, Although Alvin Kamara has been hurt. Rethinking that pick now. Too late. Uh, uh, taking yeah. the Bears. I'll ride with the Saints. I'll ride with the Saints, okay, to, regardless of Kamara's knee injury. Yeah, thank God you had some integrity finally. Eagles, Cowboys, <laughs> Dallas on a three-game losing streak. Yep. Two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Eagles just got worked over by Minnesota. Uh, this stat I found interesting. Okay, Dallas defense, only two picks this season. The offense has started zero drives uh, inside their opponent's 50. So, and that's on 60 drives this season. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It, they're not I haven't getting... heard a thing about Leighton Vander Esch this season. Yeah. He was, th- their linebackers were so dynamic last year. The defense looked to be a unit on the rise. Didn't uh, he win rookie of the year? Defensive rookie of the year? Vander Esch? Yeah. It was... No. Uh, oh, it was uh, Darius Leonard. Yeah, Leonard won. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Colts. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure Leighton Vander Esch would prove to be uh, a better pick in the long run than Bradley Chubb. Uh, but oh well. That's, yeah. Then Chubb? That's me being, that's me being ironic, yeah. I don't think uh, it's going to – yeah, I don't think that would be a good uh, pick. <laughs> Looking back at it, I don't think it would age well, is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Doug Peterson guaranteed victory on the radio. He said he guarantees that the Eagles are going to win. And then when he was asked about it again, uh, he said, I, not what I meant, didn't say it. I think he did mean that. I think he did say it. He should have stuck with his guns. Uh, Do what Jimmy Jimmy Johnson used to do for the Cowboys back in the 90s. And, uh, taking all of the onus on himself, takes the pressure off of his players, gives the players a little motivation to win for their coach. Uh, so he played this one poorly, I think. Yeah. But I think the Eagles get it done. I think the, take the Eagles? I think the Cowboys are in a bad spot. I think people are coming for Jason Garrett's job. Uh, Dak is probably demoralized knowing that he loses uh, about $10 million with each, <laughs> each passing loss. week. I think the Eagles will figure it out on defense. Um, they could use a trade at corner. Everybody yeah. everybody wants them to pick up. Well, at first they wanted Jalen Ramsey. 
didn't get that. So, you know, uh, Eagles fans were, you know, throwing themselves off of uh, whatever bridge they have in Philadelphia. Now they want Chris Harris, uh, which personally oh, – they want Chris Harris, yeah. Personally speaking, you can pry Chris Harris from my cold, dead hands. Yeah. Uh, so you, get the you, fuck out of there with that. You can get him after this season when he doesn't re-sign with the Broncos. Then and only then. Yeah, then. I don't want your insulting offers. Oh, how about a seventh rounder, conditional seventh rounder for uh, Chris Harris? Here's a good question. Go you, think, you think Chris Harris comes back if the defense keeps playing as well as it, it has? I think it's possible for like one or two years. I think it was impossible, but I feel like that sort of attitude is shifting. Yeah, and I think uh, he got some good. I think the his raise basically this year uh, earned him yeah. some earned the team some goodwill with him. I hope he comes back. Uh, I they, really do. So. The Eagles I cut. To think what they cut. Yeah, they cut Zach Brown after he yeah. uh, talked shit about Kirk Cousins and then just got smoked by Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So Philly does have issues in the secondary. Is Amari what's a what's Amari Cooper's status? I don't know if he's playing. We should probably look that up. Yeah, because that's obviously big. That's for a Dallas. big deal, especially against a depleted. He's preparing to play against mm-hmm. the Eagles. He's hoping yeah. to practice. I think if the Cowboys win, it's because they exploit a bad Eagles secondary, and Dallas has the weapons to do it. But I'll go, I'm going to pick the Eagles, too. I think they're just a better team. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm taking the Eagles as well. This is the Sunday night game. Uh, NFC East on Sunday night. It's the Cowboys. There you go. You got it. Second time this year because the first time the Cowboys were on Sunday night football was such a good, entertaining game where they scored, like, six points. So they said that was so much fun. We have to do it again. There we go. So sure, why not? Yeah, put them on, put them on prime time for the world to see because it's what America has been clamoring for. It's more of the fucking Dallas Cowboys. Okay, will we get it? We gotta <laughs> move on. Take the Eagles. Here's got- a better game. Here's a better game on Monday Night Football: the Patriots versus the Jets. <laughs> Is it too early to call this the Demarius Thomas revenge game? No, and I think he takes his revenge. That's right. And the Jets That's- win. Damn Jet- it. Uh, DT was pissed that the Jets traded him after re-signing him, said the Patriots, the Patriots. wasted his time. Yeah, sorry, the t- Patriots traded him. So the Patriots wasted his time. Bill Belichick said, I felt like I was always very truthful with him, but things changed, and therefore what I said was not the same as what it was, <laughs> what I had said previously. <laughs> right, that's a is. long way of saying I lied. Uh, <laughs> but luckily, because I would feel pissed off too, because they cut him. For Antonio Brown. Yeah, they cut him for the biggest shithole in the in the league. Exactly. Wasn't like they cut him for nice guy Antonio Brown. They cut him for such dirt a thing bag. does not exist. Big dirtbag guy. Man. Yeah. Child. Man child. They cut him for a man child. Yeah, they didn't cut him for like a good person like DeAndre Hopkins or Julio yeah. Jones or AJ Green or somebody. No, they cut him for uh Antonio Brown. And that experiment lasted less than two weeks. Yeah, and I'm sure they would like Like to have have Demarius Thomas back. back. Yeah, that's what's great because rarely do those things not work out in the Patriots' favor. The Jets, 
get a win, a big win against those Cowboys we just men- mentioned. Sam Darnold looked pretty good. Um, but are they good enough to compete with the Patriots in primetime football? I think they get C.J. Mosley back, too. I'm taking the Jets. Ooh! I don't care. I'll take the Jets with I'm, you. Because I'm taking the Jets. I think the Sam Patriots. Darnold has an, another good game coming back from Mono. Uh, we know that um, – Patriots are 10-point favorites, by the way. We know that Tom Brady is uh, <laughs> someone that could potentially catch Mono uh, with the way he kisses uh, his son. And his son is right in that age. <laughs> Tom Brady gets Mono from son. From son, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look. It's probably going to happen at this point. The, the Patriots are probably going to win this game, but... Two weeks ago, the Jets didn't stand a fucking chance in this game. No, because we saw what happened the first time, and it was a bloodbath. Now, I like it. I like Sam the Darnold a back. Bit. They look like not a good team, but they look at least like they can compete, that they can score points. Yeah, even though the Patriots' mean. defense is really good. Uh, but I think they might get. Uh, I'm not sure if they get Chris Herndon back this week too. Oh. Because he was suspended, and then he got, right. and then he came back to practice, and then he got injured. So, uh, good, we're gonna we're gonna go with the upset. We're gonna take the yeah. Jets. So here's the thing: wouldn't you can cut me off, whatever? But would would it not have been smart for the Jets to order Sam Darnold? I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say make him kiss Tom Brady's son. <laughs> But at least, like, share a drink with him to indirectly give Tom Brady mononucleosis. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's takes some serious planning. I don't know how they get it to work, but I'm just – it could be done if they were forward thinkers like me. I support that creativity, Will. Yeah. I never said – I never said kiss his son. Yeah, I know because – I said share. Then I would have to report you. I would you. never – Then yeah. I would have to report you. That's fair. All right. Thanks for listening to that Skid Sports Podcast. We love you.